CW music, arts, film, and event listings on Midtown Radio. Every week we will be chatting about all of the local happenings in KW. From live music to comedy shows, DJ sets, movies, burlesque shows, and more. We want to begin by acknowledging that we are currently broadcasting on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Haudenosaunee, and Neutral People as well as the Haldeman Tract, land promised to the six nations that run six miles on each side of the Grand River. And we, all, we are grateful to be using this space this evening. Now this show will be live on location every week all around some happening places in downtown Kitchener and uptown Waterloo every Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m. And this week we are live broadcasting from AOK Craft Beer and Arcade Bar here in downtown Kitchener. Now AOK is one of the newer additions to downtown Kitchener, opening in 2019. And if you've never been here, it is home to a whole pile of fun retro arcade games. Pinball with every theme you can imagine, Mortal Kombat, Ms. Pac-Man, Street Fighter, and so many more wonderful gems. And they'll also be starting some new programs and events in August. So keep an eye out on their social media for live music coming on Wednesday nights and trivia coming on Thursday nights here at AOK. So throughout the show this evening, I'll be sharing with you our entire event rundown for this coming weekend, highlighting a few of those events, giving you some more details about them, and chatting with some special guests. This week on the scene welcomes singer-songwriter Paige Warner and local community leaders Amy Smoke and Bangishimo, co-founders of Land Back Camp. And we also have a special feature interview with KW Music veteran Jack Cooper airing at 8pm, giving you a deeper look into a new local concert series. So lots to look forward to this evening, chatting about the local arts and culture scene here in KW. And let's kick that off with some local music. Uh, this song is by local artist Lucas Stagg, and it is called Sleeping Pills.
just heard Sleeping Pills by Lucas Stagg here on Midtown Radio. Lucas Stagg will be playing at the Duke of Wellington this weekend on Saturday night from 8 to 11 p.m. if you liked what you heard. If you're just joining us, welcome back to On the Scene on Midtown Radio. My name is Allison Dijak and we have a great show in store for you. Over the next hour, we'll be talking all about local arts and culture events going on in KW and talking with some local guests, Paige Warner, Amy Smoke, and Bangishimo, about some events they have coming up in the region. Now, this weekend, we have tons of awesome pub shows going on at all of the great classic locations around town. The Duke of Wellington, as I mentioned, Lancaster Smokehouse, Falls Road, Rich Uncle, TWB, Descendants, and the list goes on. But I want to highlight somewhere that you maybe haven't heard live music at in a while. Jack Burger on Duke Street in downtown Kitchener is hosting a concert this weekend. So on Saturday night, local indie slash DIY music label No Funeral Records is hosting a concert. So Joliet is their headlining act, and they're actually coming all the way from Mexico to bring you their unique style of intricately crafted post-hardcore. Joining them on tour are Ontario favorites Life in Vacuum, and local support includes a KW band called Terry Green, and the first local Soul Pace show. So Soul Pace is a newer band whose members are originally from the region, but this will actually be their first show in town. So it's a bit of a homecoming for them, which is really exciting. So what a cool show coming to Jack Burger this weekend from No Funeral Records. Um, Their Instagram says, expect angular noise rock, screamo, hardcore and metalcore throughout the night. And if you're looking uh, to get some tickets for this show, tickets are $15 in advance and $20 at the door and tickets can be found on Eventbrite. So that sounds like it's gonna be a super high energy show on Saturday night. If you're looking for a little bit more of a laid back show, uh, the next installment of the Sounds Good To Me songwriter series is coming up tomorrow, actually on Friday night. Now, this series was conceived and is hosted by longtime KW Music veteran Jack Cooper and takes place at Waterloo's KW Little Theatre. 
Now, the series intends to showcase performers of mostly original music over a diverse array of performing voices, styles, and genres in an intimate performance space. Um, for their first concert, local favorite Joni Narita wowed the audience. And the second show on Friday, July 22nd promises to be equally compelling. Um, so this show is going to be featuring acclaimed Alberta touring songwriter, Scott Cook. And if you're interested to learn more about this series, um, at 8 p.m., you can catch a feature interview with Jack Cooper. He's going to go a little bit more in-depth about this series. So the doors for this show are at 7.30 p.m., and music is at 8 p.m., and you can grab tickets for $25 at the door, or you can take a look on Eventbrite to get those ahead of time. Now... I want to mention one show before we take a song break. There is honestly so much live music going on in KW. It is crazy, but super exciting. Um, so the Wayback Festival is returning to downtown Kitchener this weekend. It is Kitchener's classic rock celebration and a trip back in time. There's going to be lots of retro fun happening uh, at Carl Zare Square right in front of City Hall with food vendors, a licensed area, and performances from two legendary Canadian acts. So it's going to be on Saturday, July 23rd. Everything is free from 6 to 11 p.m. And the performers for the Wayback Festival will be Helix playing at 6.15 Lee Aaron at 7.30 and Trooper on at 9 o'clock. So what a super exciting rock festival that's going to be in town this weekend. Uh, we're going to keep the local music going with a local up-and-coming pop rock group. Um, they're called Living Room for Small. So this song is called California. I know I'm not
California by local pop rockers Living Room for Small. Now, Living Room for Small will actually be playing at Revive Game Bar this weekend in Uptown Waterloo for their second anniversary. Um, this place has been around for two years, but if you're not familiar with them, it's actually in the old Harmony Lunch location. So they've taken Harmony Lunch and turned it into a fun arcade bar with some ties to the local punk rock music scene and for their second anniversary they're actually having a pig roast celebration which sounds amazing there's going to be games prizes and live music from living room for small so the music from those guys starts at 5 p.m and tickets are 15 dollars, which also includes dinner too so that's going to be on saturday night in uptown waterloo Now, every week on On The Scene, we'll give you a listing of a ton of arts and culture events happening in KW. And we're going to start off with our music listings for the weekend. And there is honestly so much going on. So to check out the full listing of events, head over to our website, www.midtownradio.ca, and you can check out the list. So this weekend in music. On Friday night at Babylon Sister in Uptown Waterloo, you can catch DJ Bane spinning some R&B at 9pm. At Jane Bond, you can see DJ 88 at 10pm. At KW Little Theatre, Scott Cook will be performing with the Singer-Songwriter Showcase Series at 7.30pm. Lancaster Smokehouse has John McKinley from 6 to 9. Rich Uncle Tavern has Friday Empire on the patio and Jasmine White inside. And the Duke of Wellington has the Joneses from 8 to 11 p.m. And TWB is continuing their summer music series with Abigail LaPelle at 7 p.m. On Saturday night in live music, head over to Falls Road to hear Allie Corbett and Allison Brown. Jack Berger will have Life in Vacuum, Joliet, Terry Green, and Soul Pace. Tickets are $20 and music starts at 7 p.m. Jane Bond has DJ Alberto B at 10 p.m. Revive Game Bar has their second anniversary with Living Room for Small. The Rich Uncle Tavern has The Boys and I out on the patio and Catherine Colleen inside. 
Now, the Duke of Wellington has two acts on Saturday, Johnny B from 2 to 5 and Lucas Stagg from 8 to 11. And at the White Rabbit in Uptown Waterloo, you can catch Mike Todd for an afternoon show at 1.30. And for some live music on Sunday, you can head to the Duke of Wellington at 1 p.m. for Almost Serious or the White Rabbit at 9.30 for Ultimate Surrender Live. If you want to catch any of those names and times again, head over to our website, midtownradio.ca, to check out the full listing. Now, speaking of live music, our first local guest on On The Scene tonight is a local musician who also has some exciting upcoming shows this summer. With an evocative voice that captures her audience, Paige Warner creates music that sits between R&B and singer-songwriter with soul-inspired vocal licks layered on catchy hooks and rhythms. Her debut EP, Revealed, came out in 2018, and since then she has released many more praiseworthy singles as her musical career and style continue to grow. Paige Warner's voice is often what draws people in. However, she is skilled with more than just her voice, regularly accompanying herself with piano, guitar, or inviting her backup band to the stage. Paige also just released her newest single, Right Thing, last week. Welcome to On The Scene, Paige Warner. Thank you. (laughs) So nice to have you here and so nice to meet you in person. I think we've met via email and via Zoom before. So really nice to have you here. So good to be here. Yeah, I feel like I know you, but I haven't (laughs) actually met you in person, which is a weird feeling. (laughs) I know, exactly. Well, how are you feeling just releasing a new song into the world almost one week ago, one week ago at midnight, I guess? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's really exciting releasing new music, but always like a bit surreal because it kind of feels like you're putting a bit of your soul out there so there's always that balance but it's really exciting and I'm happy with it and I think there's been good feedback and stuff so yeah good I'm so so glad um well it's been a while since I've seen you perform but when I watch you perform you strike me as someone who's been singing for a really long time like you just have such a comfort when you're performing music um have you been singing since childhood I feel like I feel like I can kind of tell <laughs> yeah I have been singing since childhood I haven't been playing instruments that long but I think it was like when I was seven that I decided I wanted to do music like as my life I guess so Amazing. yeah that's yeah pretty young and when did you find you sort of transition more into that songwriting role like wanting to create your own original songs to actually perform and record yeah I started writing when I was in high school but it wasn't at first so much of an expression as just a hey this seems like something that could be fun to try mm-hmm. and I definitely wrote a few pretty bad songs at first <laughs> but um yeah I started then and then eventually it kind of grew into a way that I can express myself but um yeah I didn't start that way but I'm happy that I kept at it because now it feels like I couldn't survive without it I couldn't cope <laughs> yeah did you start writing songs on guitar or piano or like acapella how did you find they started coming about it was a bit of both I knew like maybe four chords on guitar and yeah. like eight on piano so they were all pretty simple but yeah I started with both I played both kind of at the same time so Mm -hmm. it's amazing now I've been looking at all of your upcoming shows and you have some really great festivals and exciting shows coming up but I want to go back almost one month today Um, you got to open for a legendary Canadian singer-songwriter Ron Sexsmith 
please tell me how that all happened. Yeah, oh my gosh. That show was probably one of the biggest shows I've done to date. So it's kind of like odd thinking back to it and thinking, wow, okay, I did that. <laughs> but yeah, it was such a great evening. Like Ron is so down to earth and just like really kind and really helped make me feel comfortable because he was, you know, backstage and stuff. And um, yeah, I don't know. The, the performance was, I guess... I don't know. I want to say magical, but it sounds a little bit no, like okay. <laughs> extra. It's, it sounded magical. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really fun. And I uh, I definitely came off the stage knowing like this is a milestone for me. Like it feels like performing in that kind of venue and opening for such an incredible artist was just like, this is something I'm always going to remember. So yeah, it was a really, really cool moment. Of course. How did that, how did that concert come about? Was there a group that was organizing it that knew you or yeah, how did that happen? Yeah. So I think about a year and a half ago, um, I met a guy named Joe Bamford. He runs Get Off the Bus Concerts. It's a concerts for charity company. And I met him at like a music conference and he just liked my music and said, hey, like I have a show next year I think would be great for you to open for. And he followed through and we booked it. So yeah, that was really, that was really a great connection that um, was kind of coincidence, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's nice when something actually comes of that, right? Like, as a musician, you meet so many people, and there's a lot of people that are very kind, and they always say, yeah, we'll be in touch, let's yeah. set something up, let's play together in the future. But, you know, 50% of the time, nothing ever comes of that. So yeah. to have someone that followed through and obviously found your music memorable enough that they really wanted to have you at the show that's really really exciting so yeah it's great and I think he helps a lot of young artists like when they're starting out because he's been in the industry for a while so it was yeah it was really really great I'm grateful for that connection yeah that's amazing did you so you got to hang out with Ron Sexsmith a little bit um, before, after the show. Was there anything that you found you like took away from his performance or any conversations you had with him? Yeah, I think just that he's so real. Like, I think um, sometimes people that have quote unquote made it or like yeah. doing well, you kind of think that they'll have it all together and be super <laughs> shiny and you know, all that kind of stuff. But he was just really re real and genuine and was just asking me like, normal human question so I think it was just a reminder for me to like you know just stay who you are like nothing has to change as your career progresses um and he also was like so great on stage like his stage banter is out of this <laughs> world so that's so definitely something I was like hmm, I'm gonna take some pointers from that but yeah. yeah yeah oh that's wonderful well yeah congratulations again it's very very exciting to to see you leveling up I'd say yeah you're right it's definitely a level up to be able to have that on your musical resume yeah it's um, a good place to use that term too <laughs> yeah. Um, now this summer you'll be playing all around Ontario in Paisley Owen Sound Dundalk and you're also coming to Kitchener. Yes. Um, you'll be at the Kitchener Market next week for their summer series. Um, how does it feel to come back and perform in Kitchener after being away for a bit? I am so excited. I've been trying to arrange or organize some sort of show around here for a while and just nothing has worked out. Obviously with the pandemic, everything was closed for so long, but yeah, yeah when I um, finally confirmed and booked this, I was so excited to be able to be like kind of back in the hometown and like have people come out that have seen me around here, but haven't been able to come to shows for a while. So. Yeah, it's, it kind of feels like coming home in a way. It's really nice. Yeah, good. I'm glad. Well, yeah, next week 
Um, Paige is going to be playing at Music at the Market. It's the last of their um, music series in July. So definitely come check out her music if you're looking for something to do Thursday night. Um, now, like I mentioned, you released a new single um, about a week ago. It's called Right Thing. Um, I'm wondering, what was the inspiration behind this song? It's a beautiful song. I would say it kind of plays into a little bit more of a rocky side. There's like really heavy electric guitar in there, um, but your vocals shine through as always. Um, what was the inspiration? How did the song come together? Yeah, so it was kind of a few different things. The original writing of the song was just one of those moments where I was sitting down and jamming and a, a melody and a chord progression came to me and I was like, oh, that's kind of groovy. I like that. Let's go with that. And um, it went from there. It wasn't it wasn't anything like full and complete at the beginning, but um, over time I just added little pieces. Um, but I think some of the rock influence came because I started to listen to different genres and stuff. Um, like, for example, actually, I, well-known local JJ Wild. I started listening to her music and that kind of introduced me to that whole genre a little bit more Mm -hmm. Um, and then I started listening to some older stuff too and I think just that whole journey of trying out different genres and eras really had a part to play in that Um, and then once I started working on the song I'd already been practicing and um, jamming with the band that I'm currently with Mm -hmm. and some of them have a bit of I guess more rock leaning towards them so some of the sounds that they would play when we played the song live bled their way into the recording so yeah give them credit too (laughs) (laughs) wonderful well like i said it's an excellent song congratulations on the release um we premiered it on midtown radio last week and we're gonna give a listen to it in a minute but thanks so much for coming on the scene page thanks for having me really awesome to catch up and hear about Um, just a really exciting summer that you have up ahead so I hope all the shows go well and really looking forward to having you perform in Kitchener next week as well (laughs) yeah I'm excited thanks so much for having me awesome so uh, coming up on on the scene is right thing by Paige Warner
was Right Thing, the latest single from local musician Paige Warner. Now Paige Warner will be playing at the Kitchener Market next week along with her full band and also with local act Tree Phones as part of the Music at the Market series. And if you want to catch her later this summer, check out her Instagram at Paige Warner Music or head over to her website www.pagewarner.ca. Now, as I mentioned earlier, every week on On The Scene, we'll give you a listing of a ton of arts and culture events happening in KW. For a full listing of events going on this weekend, you can head to our website, midtownradio.ca, and check out the posting with live music, DJ sets, movies, comedy shows, drag and burlesque shows, festivals, markets, and more all around the city. This weekend in comedy, on Friday night, the Crazy Canuck is hosting Jeff Leeson at 7.30, and the Yeti Cafe has Laugh Squatch stand-up with Chris Locke, Jackie Pirico, and Mike Velazzo, all the way from Toronto. On Saturday night, the Crazy Canuck is hosting Jeff Leeson once again at 7.30 p.m. In festivals and markets this weekend, tonight, Thursday night, is the Uptown Night Market. It's at the Waterloo Public Library main branch with vendors and music. It goes on until 10 p.m. On Friday, um, there is a Kitchener Brewery Crawl starting at TWB, hitting up Shortfinger, Aburb, Descendants, and ending at Waterloo Brewing. All weekend long will be the Sun Life Uptown Waterloo Jazz Festival featuring Matt Desk, Monkey House, Stephen Tates, and more. On Saturday, you can head to downtown Kitchener to catch the Wayback Festival, featuring Helix, Lee Aaron, and Trooper from 6 to 11 p.m. And on Sunday is the Uptown Waterloo Art Market, featuring local artists, crafters, and makers in the public square from 5 till 9. There's also the Music in the Park series continuing in Waterloo Park at the Band Shell, featuring the Kitchener Musical Society Band. This weekend in film, the Apollo is screening Classic Carpenter, The Thing's 40th Anniversary, Interactive Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace, and The Black Phone. You can check all their showtimes at theapollocinema.ca. 
Sorry, that's apollocinema.ca. Know that. <laughs> the Princess Twin in Uptown is screening Classic Matinees, Frenzy, Hallelujah, Leonard Cohen, A Journey, A Song, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, and The Black Phone. And the Princess Original has Cat Video Fest 2022, Crack Comedies presents UHF, The Fog, the 4K restoration, and Wild Men. You can head to princesscinemas.com for a full listing of all the showtimes. And at 44 Gockle, you can see Recollections and Imaginings, a film screening, a collection of stories about the Charles Street bus terminal, a community project led by Landback Camp. And this weekend on the stage, Saturday night, you can head to Dallas at 9 p.m. for some country line dancing. The Kitchener Market at 11 a.m. has Dance with 10C Dance Co. And Sugar Run has a top shelf burlesque show at 9.30 p.m. And on Sunday, Revive Game Bar has an 80s drag brunch starting at noon. And the Pub on King has What They Gonna Say drag show featuring Bombay. Tickets are $20. For a whole event listing, head to our website, midtownradio.ca, to see what's going on in KW this weekend. Now, this is not in our event rundown because it's not on the weekend, but I wanted to highlight a very cool event coming up this week in Uptown Waterloo. It's on Tuesday, July 26th, and it is the eighth installment of the Pinch Cabaret series. Now, this is a celebration of variety, community, and artistic cross-pollination. The Pinch Cabaret is a monthly variety show presenting 10-minute sets from performers across the artistic spectrum. There's poets, playwrights, dancers, comedians, drag queens, storytellers, musicians, burlesque artists, historians, improvisers, and who knows what else. So this show on Tuesday is starting at 8 p.m. and it's at Button Factory Arts on Regina Street in Uptown Waterloo. And this series is going to feature Invoctress, a belly dance troupe, A.S. Compton, a local poet, Kez Vicario Robinson, a stand-up comedian, Informal Upright, a theater company, James Chapsky and Nicole Beer, local singer-songwriters, and Frida Lovegood, a burlesque performer. So you can find tickets online on Eventbrite and look, in, look for some fun entertainment on a Tuesday night in Uptown Waterloo. Now, speaking of bringing the community together, uh, my next two guests are community leaders at their finest. In June 2020, Amy Smoke and Bangishimo co-founded Land Back Camp, along with Ter Chartrand. They brought together a group of two-spirit, indigiqueer folks and queer, trans, or LGBTQ plus settler accomplices, gathering in the great peace to celebrate, learn, and thrive in their cultures. The group has many community projects and initiatives under their belt, including hosting elder visits, medicine walks and community feasts, creating a documentary for the Grand River Film Festival, and now they are ready to unveil their current project. Recollections and Imaginings, a short film sharing stories of the Charles Street bus terminal in downtown Kitchener. And we're here to talk about that tonight. So welcome to On the Scene, Amy and Bangishimo. 
Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. We're so, so happy to have you two here. And congratulations on the film being completed. That must have been quite the undertaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. I actually just watched um, the rough edit this week. Amy hasn't seen it yet, okay. but I, I watched the rough edit this weekend. It was pretty like emotional yeah. after like a year. Yeah. after seeing this all come together. Oh, I could imagine. Yeah, so to give our listeners a bit of a background, um, the Charles Street bus terminal went out of commission in 2019 in downtown Kitchener, and city staff began looking into what the future development of this site could be. Developers wanted to build condos. Some people were advocating for more parks and green spaces, affordable housing, a downtown grocery store, and the list could go on. What was about this space that interested the two of you and Land Back Camp? Um, well, particularly because it's so central to KW. Um, everybody knows the space, but its proximity to Willow River Park, which has historically been a gathering space for so many nations, so many indigenous folks um, before colonization, would gather and meet there. It was a ceremonial space and a feasting space. So that proximity is um, a big part of it. But I think the contemporary relationships people have built with such a central space um, and fostering new relationships and, and building community out of it. Newcomers, immigrants, folks to um, Canada um, have really found um, a, a home and a space there. So mm. that was sort of the part, my part of it, I think. <laughs> yeah. Anything to add, Bangishima? Yeah, Lambat Camp has always been about creating space, right? Advocating for space. And that was one of the reasons why the camp started was because our first demand was that fees be waived for uh, Indigenous community groups to gather in public spaces because mm. uh, we watched our own community members having to fundraise like up to $500 just to gather in like a space like the pavilion, right? Um, and even though we can access those spaces now for free because of the work that we've done, we still don't have our own building, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're one of the few spaces that, few communities in Southwestern Ontario that doesn't have um, a community center, a friendship center, a community hub. Uh, so somebody brought that to our attention in conversation. They were like, have you ever thought about the Charles Street bus terminal? And we were like, no, we haven't. <laughs> and we're like, that would be a, an ideal place to actually have a community center. Um, but not just a community center, right? There's a, it would, we're using the term hub because we envision a number of services being under one roof, right? Amazing. Uh, like the biggest topic right now is affordable housing, mm -hmm. right? We see so many encampments uh, popping up all over the place. A lot of those people in the encampments are indigenous, yeah. right? So there's that need for more affordable housing. Uh, part of the vision document that we had created for us, one of the floors is actually dedicated to affordable housing units. So yeah, wow. so we see a number of services under one roof in that building. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you've, you've put forward this proposal of uh, the possibility of it becoming an indigenous um, hub in the community. Have you received support from the community during all this, or what's been the sort of the public feedback to all of these ideas? Um, we had we had the um, petition. I think there was like 3,500 signatures. Um, the support of um, nearly half a dozen indigenous organizations in town um, signing an open letter. 
and we'll be doing an email campaign in the next um, day or two, I think, when we open the film um, to push the counselors further to thinking about land back and, and what this space could mean for, and black, indigenous, and racialized folks, too, um, across KW. Amazing. So as time goes on, um, you have sort of the plan for the development, and then you decided to create a short film that shares stories about this space to further support the project. Um, I love that you've chosen art as a way to express the passion behind this initiative and as a way to bring folks together to support this. Um, why did you choose the medium of film? <laughs> well, this whole idea came about, we have to give credit to Niara, Niara, uh, who's an architect student with the University of Waterloo. Her and Enoch, uh, her classmate, came to us last summer with this idea uh, for a vision document, a set of blueprints of what a, ter uh, a community hub could look like in at the Charles Street bus terminal. So we took those plans along with the petition and the letters to regional council and proposed our idea. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's gained a lot of support in the past year. Uh, just before the holidays, Niara came to us again with another idea and said, hey, we need <laughs> to keep the conversation going. Let's create an art installation. Let's bring attention to the hub and do something beside the terminal. Mm -hmm. So we were like, sure. And that evolved into uh, this film project. So we, we uh, got a few grants uh, to support the idea. And we're working again with Eric O'Neill from Astrodog Media, who's a really good friend of ours. Uh, he shot our first film, uh, which was Stories from Land Back Camp, which mm -hmm. has been screened at 12 different festivals this past year, Yay. which is pretty cool. Yeah, and amazing. now this is our second short doc. It's 20 minutes long. Wonderful. And um, it's a collection of stories from mm -hmm. people just on the street, around the terminal in Willow River Park, asking them what they want to see become of this space. Yeah. Um, so how did, how did you choose some of the people that were featured throughout? Are they people that had connections to you already? Did they reach out in any way? Or was it just like, hey, you're walking by. Can we interview you about this? All, all of the above. All of the above. <laughs> Amazing. We put the call out. Um, we let people know we would be interviewing folks. We literally stopped people on the street and in Victoria Park, in Willow River Park. Um, a bunch of different ways and people were willing to talk to us about their relationship to the bus terminal some folks had just gotten here recently so they didn't even know it as a terminal and it was a covid testing and isolation site right yeah. so some folks didn't have really a story but it was really um wonderful to get to know people in the park just by walking up to them and going hey can we talk to you <laughs> for a few minutes <laughs> exactly now uh without giving too much away i know amy you haven't seen the film yet but Fungishimo, you've had the sneak peek do you have a favorite moment from the film without giving like a big spoiler to our listeners <laughs> the last four minutes the last four minutes okay. eric o'neill is a genius like <laughs> his work that he did with our first film stories from Landback camp we cried at the opening mm -hmm. if you've seen it the first minute of the film features sky okay um and even that too i was in tears with our friend and then this this new doc just the last <laughs> three four minutes of it where he just sums up all the stories mm. and it's, it's definitely an emotional moment because of the words that are being said at the final few moments of the film i actually got teary-eyed watching it <laughs> i was like i was like yeah this is like a year's worth of work and yeah. advocacy that we've done in like trying to get our message across and seeing it in like 20 minutes 
a f- video, it, it was pretty emotional. So I'm actually really excited for the larger community to see it tomorrow night. Good. I'm so glad. Yeah. So the film will be screening tomorrow night at 44 Gockel in downtown Kitchener. Um, there's going to be vendors uh, from 6 till 9 p.m. throughout the evening. And you're doing three screenings, right, at 7, 8, and 9 p.m. Uh, it's all free admission. There's going to be door prizes and snacks. So it sounds like a really amazing evening. Um, what are you hoping folks will take away from this evening? Um, really, I hope that people think about land back and, and what that means in Waterloo Region, reconciliation, and just allowing a small piece of property to be accessible to black, indigenous, racialized, and grassroots people doing work, doing amazing work. And, and you know, we've met some of these people tonight and some of these people around the table that, that could use a space that where we can gather and, um, yeah, create a better world. We're all doing the same kind of things to, to reach that goal. And having a communal gathering space, I think, is so, it would be so important for Waterloo Region to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Give the land back. <laughs> yeah, and uh, if people, so if people are interested in seeing the film tomorrow, um, where can they get tickets or more information about the event? It's already sold out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they can go to our Facebook page. Um, oh, yeah, our Facebook page. Uh, they can find us on Twitter as well. Mm. But uh, yeah, the 7 p.m. is sold out, and okay. almost the 8 p.m. Almost, yeah. And then we Event still get, Event Bright, okay. and then we still got tickets for the 9 p.m. So okay. we were hoping to do it at a larger location, but for us, it was more meaningful to do it right beside the terminal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So which is why we had it in 44 goggles. So mm-hmm. it is a smaller location, but it is more meaningful that when people leave, they get to see the terminal right there after watching these collection of stories. Um, so yeah, so there's a lot more meaning behind it. Good, wonderful. Well, anyone listening this evening that is interested in seeing the film, go to Eventbrite right now. <laughs> go grab those tickets. There's still a little bit of space for 8 p.m. and still some room for 9 p.m. as well. Well, thank you so much, Mangishimo and Amy, for coming on our show this evening. It's so important to... Uh, bring these messages out more to uh, the KW community and congratulations on such a special release. I'm so excited to see where this goes and I really hope that the whole community can rally behind this project. It it just sounds so important and uh, what a wonderful project. Mm -hmm. Miigwech. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So we're going to turn back to some local music now uh, from another community leader that expresses her passion for justice and equity within the local community through the arts. Um, This is Mary Neal with her song, I'm Who I Am.
on this land. I'm a parent, a child, a friend. These are the streets of my ancestors. It's time to learn our history. It's time to learn our history. I'm who I am. I'm a human being, and I need a community. I'm who I am. I'm a human being, and I need a community. We need compassion. We're parents, children, and friends. You just heard I'm Who I Am, the title track from local musician Mary Neal's newest album. Now, if you're just tuning in or wondering where we are tonight, um, we are live broadcasting from AOK Craft Beer and Arcade Bar here in downtown Kitchener. Every week on the scene is moving around to some different locations all around KW. So I'm currently surrounded by some retro video games. There's some basketball happening in the background and lots of fun decorations. So if you have never been to AOK before, I highly recommend it for a fun night out. Now we're getting towards the end of our show, but I'm going to hit you up with three more highlights of all the awesome events happening in town this weekend before we finish up for the evening. So first, the Yeti Bar is hosting Laugh Squatch, a stand-up comedy show from Toronto with Chris Locke, Jackie Pirico, and Mike Balasso. That is at 8 p.m. and tickets are $15. You can grab them at yeticomedy.eventbrite.ca. If you're wondering what the Yeti bar is, you might have been to the Yeti cafe before for breakfast or brunch. They are actually extending their hours into the evenings on the weekends now and hosting a ton of fun music, comedy, DJ nights. Um, So check out the Yeti bar if you've never been there in the evening before second event I want to highlight. This weekend is the Sun Life Uptown Waterloo Jazz Festival. It's happening Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all weekend, and it is completely free, which is really awesome too. There's going to be uh, 15 different musical performances throughout the weekend, and the headlining acts are Matt Dusk, Monkey House, and Stephen Tate's. All the fun begins at 2.30 p.m. on Friday and goes all the way into Sunday evening. And lastly, tonight is um, another installment of the Movies in the Park series from Create Waterloo. Tonight they are showing Encanto. So it is free. It's at the Waterloo Park Band Shell. If you're in the mood for a movie after you listen to our show here, you can head on over to Waterloo Park. There's going to be movie popcorn and treats available for purchase by Princess Cinemas. And it begins at sunset. So they're recommending you arrive anywhere sort of between 8.40 and 9 p.m. And you can see Encanto out under the stars. So that is all the time we have for On the Scene tonight. 
Thank you so much to our sponsors, the Downtown Kitchener BIA and the Uptown Waterloo BIA. On the Scene is produced by Danielle DeVoe, Matt Rappolt, Derek Rydell, and myself, Allison Dijak. And special thanks to AOK Craft Beer and Arcade Bar for hosting us tonight, and Paige Warner, Amy Smoke, and Vangishimo for being our special guests. Tune in next week for another show highlighting all of the great arts and culture events happening around town. And if you have events you want to submit to us or you want to get in touch in any way, please reach out to us on our Twitter or our Instagram at MidtownRadioKW or email us at MidtownRadioKW at gmail.com. Now, if you want to keep listening to Midtown Radio, don't go too far. Starting at 8 p.m., we're going to have another interview um, looking at an event coming up this weekend. Friday night, there's a great singer-songwriter series happening at the KW Little Theater. So we're going to do a deep dive into uh, the creator of this series and chat with him, Jack Cooper, starting at 8 p.m. After that, at 8.30, is another episode of She Is Your Neighbor, the podcast created by the Women's Crisis Services of the Waterloo Region that takes a deeper look into domestic violence. Now, as we wrap up here, I'm going to read through some of our event rundown one more time. But as I mentioned, there's so many wonderful events happening in the region. So for our full on-the-scene event listing, check out our website, midtownradio.ca. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week for another episode of On The Scene. So this weekend in comedy, at the Crazy Canuck, you can hear Jeff Leeson on Friday and Saturday. Friday night, you can head to the Yeti Cafe for Laugh Squatch Stand Up at 8 p.m. Festivals and markets this weekend. This evening, you can head over to catch the last little bit of the Uptown Night Market. It's at the Waterloo Public Library main branch with some vendors and music, and it goes until 10 p.m. All weekend long, you can catch the Sun Life Uptown Waterloo Jazz Festival. Tons of acts performing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in Uptown Waterloo on King Street. Saturday at Carl Zare Square in downtown Kitchener is the Wayback Festival, a nod to the classic rock era. There's going to be performances from Helix, Lee Aaron, and Trooper. On Sunday, you can head to Uptown Waterloo for the Art Market from 5 till 9 p.m. And you can catch Music in the Park at the Waterloo Park Bandshell featuring the Kitchener Musical Society Band at 7 p.m. In film this weekend, the Apollo will be screening Classic Carpenter, The Thing 40th Anniversary, Interactive Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace, and The Black Phone. Princess Twin in Uptown Waterloo will be screening Classic Matinees, Frenzy, Hallelujah, Leonard Cohen, A Journey, A Song, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, and The Black Phone. And the Princess Original will be screening Cat Video Fest 2022, Cracked Comedies presents UHF, The Fog, The 4K Restoration, and Wild Men. 
and 44 Gockel will be sharing a special screening of Recollections and Imaginings, a collection of stories about the Charles Street bus terminal. On the stage this weekend, Saturday night at Dallas, you can do some country line dancing. The Kitchener Market has Dance with 10C Dance Co. Sugar Run has a top shelf burlesque show. Sunday at Revive Game Bar is an 80s drag brunch in the afternoon at 12 p.m. And the Pub on King has What They Gonna Say, a drag show featuring Bombay. In music this weekend, Friday, Babylon Sister has DJ Bane spinning some R&B. Jane Bond has DJ 88. The KW Little Theater has Scott Cook. Tickets are $27. On Saturday at Falls Road, you can catch Ali Corbett and Allison Brown. Jack Berger has a great show by No Funer Funeral Records. And Revive Game Bar will be celebrating their second anniversary with Living Room for Small. For a full event listing, head over to our website and see what's happening on the scene this weekend. <laughs>